0: You are listening to the Risk Insights blogcast. This is an audio version of a blog article. The article was originally published on the website riskinsights.com.au. You can find a link to the article in the show notes. In this episode, we outline five common organizational factors that lead to successful performance of integrity and oversight agencies. The existence and performance of integrity agencies is regular fodder for a range of commentators, including academics, lawyers and parliamentarians. Ongoing high-profile conduct issues only serve to heighten public interest. In Australia, a favourite topic of debate is whether a federal anti-corruption commission should be established to address perceived weaknesses in oversight of national agencies and federal parliamentarians. The calls for this become more vocal when scandals emerge. For example, The Australian Northern Territory government released an exposure draft bill to establish its own anti-corruption body in June 2017 and the office commenced taking reports in November 2018. We have been fortunate enough to have worked in a few state-based integrity agencies, and have also been involved in reviewing the performance and capability of several others. We are interested in their strategies, structures and performance in meeting their key objectives, but won't explore the merits of establishing such bodies and their respective jurisdictional reach, others are better placed to comment on this. However, in those integrity agencies that have been roundly successful in performing their functions, we have observed a few common organizational factors. These success factors, in no particular order, are 1. Proactive communication, they advise the public, and elected officials, about jurisdictional limitations, especially important to forestall any misperception that the agency is a postbox and will investigate any and every matter it receives. 2. Understanding the risk landscape, how can you expect to successfully prevent or detect wrongdoing if you don't understand how it might occur? Ongoing monitoring of the threat landscape, for example emerging risks, modes of perpetration, and proper adaptation is their organizational imperative, not a future state operating model. 3. Fit for purpose resourcing the operating environment is fluid, affecting key considerations such as staffing tenure and skills requirements. Regardless of seniority, staff that have not updated their skills in line with the changing risk landscape will struggle to remain relevant. High-performing integrity agencies recognize the importance of staff rotation and refresh. 4. Responsiveness, consistent and regular communication with agencies subject to oversight, as well as complainants, is a hallmark of successful integrity agencies. Nobody likes to be kept guessing about if, or how, their concerns are being addressed. 5. Identifying new evidentiary sources, the increasing democratization of data and its open publication provides new sources for uncovering risks, establishing lines of inquiry and validating information and evidence. This approach coupled with a proper risk assessment is a powerful tool in any integrity agency's arsenal. We discussed this at the Australian Public Sector Anti-Corruption Conferences in 2017, and again in 2019. A focus on strategic and architectural matters, rather than operational activities, might just lead to better bigger picture integrity outcomes for the community. That's the end of this article. You can find more information and a link to the original article in the show notes.